You are listening to 100 Wealth Building Secrets with James Marshall. James Marshall is a registered investment advisor and president of Marshall Wealth Management. His registered investment advisory firm is registered in Texas and Kentucky. For 30 years, he has been educating, advising, and managing wealth for diverse families all over the country. This podcast is about different concepts of wealth building, some financial, some emotional, physical, and yes, some spiritual. The bottom line is you will leave with some knowledge and knowledge is wealth. So whether you're walking, running, exercising, or having your choice of beverages, no judgments here, clear, then open your mind and get ready for some life-changing financial lessons. It's your time. Here is your host, James Marshall. builders to podcast number 36 perform constant maintenance on your money making machine good physical mental and emotional health is essential to building wealth you know tony robbins the self-help guru says the higher your energy level the more efficient your body the better you feel and the more you will use your talent to produce outstanding results and ben franklin said early to bed and early to rise makes a man healthy wealthy and wise You know, health is directly connected to wealth. As a matter of fact, good health is wealth. You need to spend as much time improving your physical, mental, and emotional health as you do planning for your accumulation or debt reduction strategies. It's often the result of unhealthy emotions and unprepared mind that leads to the mismanagement of money. Basically, just not being in control of your thoughts, having a brain for it, spending money just to make you feel better because you don't feel better about yourself. And that would not build wealth. You are what you eat. And they say you become like the five people you spend the most time with. So choose carefully. All those things speak to the mental aspect of building wealth. But the most important thing to remember is that if you do not spend the appropriate amount of time improving your mind and learning about the things that matter in your life, then you'll find yourself constantly falling short of your goals and never ahead of the pack, but behind the pack. You know, I was fortunate enough to be invited as a panelist for a nationwide discussion about building wealth. And I was honored to share the panel with the renowned Kanai Carter. You might recognize her name from the Oprah Winfrey Extreme Makeover segment or in connection with Les Brown or Damon John. Kanai agreed to come on my podcast and talk about the necessity of building a good, strong mental capacity, uh, mental preparation, uh, mental maintenance, and of course, mental growth. So check out what she had to say. All right. Well, hello, Kene. How are you today? I am awesome. How are you? Good, good. I want to thank you for coming and being a guest on 100 Wealth Building Secrets with James Marshall. And for the listeners out there, I want to introduce you, if you don't already know, to Kene Carter. She is a psychohypnotist. I call it a financial hypnotherapist. Okay. But... I'm clinical, so I'm, okay. I'm trained in mental health counseling, and I'm also trained in finance. So. But the main thing is she's intelligent, and she knows exactly 
saying what, what you need to know to further your life financially and emotionally. Uh, she's got a book out called The Art of Starting Over. But more importantly, the exciting thing is your podcast, Money and Meaning. But I want to welcome you to the show. And as a fellow financial advisor, we kind of speak the same language. So I'm hoping that you'll say something to my audience that is uh, worded a lot more differently than what I say. I, I, I tend to sometimes be a little preachy, but I know that you're going to speak to the soul. <laughs> yes, thank you. That is, that's the work that I do. Like my mission is to alleviate human suffering associated with money. And because of that, that's how you and I ended up meeting because I volunteered my time to speak with two for, for two women who were putting together a hustle to help her, right? I just loved that sentence. Mm-hmm. And the the great thing about how we met is that they were going out to help people learn a little bit more, like get educated a little bit more, but they didn't consider themselves the experts. So they brought in experts like Mm -hmm. you and I, Mm -hmm. and there were probably some people there that heard you. They were like, oh, I got to do what that guy said. And there were some people who heard me and said, oh, I got to do what that lady said, (laughs) right? It depends on what, like, you probably planted some seeds for the last three, four months, and then I'll say something, and finally they'll get it. They'll get it. The the light goes off. Mm -hmm. Well, today we're talking about my podcast number 36, which is dealing with the mental and emotional health. And is it essential to building wealth? What are your thoughts? Well, I say absolutely, yes. Um, Now, there are some people who are wildly rich, right? They have plenty of money and they're going to probably argue with me. Oh, it doesn't matter emotionally. Oh, you can be completely effed up Mm -hmm. and still make money. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can. But this is not about making money. This is about having wealth in all of its forms. And that's not just monetarily. And if you have not done your work emotionally, mentally, then becoming wealthy or rich is going to be painful. Absolutely. And when I say alleviating human suffering associated with money, I'm not talking about poverty. That's mm. not even who I work with, actually. Mm-hmm. Most of the people I work with are ultra rich and they still can't buy that. And speaking of that, let's put a shout out for some of the people who you have worked with in the past. You're on the Oprah show. You've worked with Les Brown and Damon Johns. Those are some heavy yeah. hitters. Yeah, yeah. And and the wonderful thing about working with Damon John was I, I spoke, I opened at, I tend to open at a lot of these events because of, I speak about your money mentality. And a lot of times people say, well, that's first. Like we got to hit the, the mindset first. Right. And so I, I talked, everything I talked about by the time Damon spoke, he really just gave my speech again. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, but he also gave me props. He's like, you know, oh, you need to talk to Michelle the lady lady who put this on you need to talk to Michelle you need to talk to Kene like those they already are telling you you're in the right place you're listening Mm -hmm. so don't just listen to me because I'm a celebrity Mm -hmm. or because I've made a bunch of money Mm -hmm. because if we look at the other areas of Damon's life or Les Brown's life or Grant Cardone's life you know anybody who you look at and listen to because they have money Mm -hmm. if we look at the other areas of their life are those areas wealthy because money is just one of them Mm -hmm. and I want to break down what I call the money cycle but I also want to break down what I call your prosperity pillars and the prosperity pillars are wealth health adventure 
love, and legacy. And how you navigate the money cycle is going to determine how all of those are going to play out in your life. And the money cycle is earn, grow, protect, gift, and enjoy your money. Now, I'm going to repeat that. So the prosperity pillars are wealth, health, adventure, love, and legacy. Because I found that all of us have a different formula for how we see prosperity or wealth. But every single one of us, each every time I ask that question, it has a component of that, some, some formula, some recipe of wealth, health, adventure, love, and legacy blended mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. And then what I notice is when people aren't getting there, it has something to do with how they're navigating the money cycle. And when I looked at the money cycle, earn, grow, protect, gift, and enjoy your money, what I notice is that some people are good in one or two areas, and then they're challenged in one or two areas or three areas. And so if you're not navigating the money cycle properly, you're not going to have the pillars of prosperity filled properly either. And, and I want to touch on that for a second, because what I have found is my class who've been with me for maybe over 20 or 25 years, they were in this accumulation stage. And then the older you get, you get this real fear of using all of your money too soon. So you don't have the enjoy aspect of what you're saying. This is it's really a task to get some clients to enjoy the wealth they've accumulated because of their yep. fear of not having it anymore. Yes, exactly. And because of old programming. Because mm. depending upon, and, and probably the people you were talking about, they may be baby boomers, which means their parents were probably um, like depression babies, they call mm-hmm. them. So their, their parents likely pass down this scarcity mindset. Like it can go away quick. Don't mm-hmm. trust money. You know, giving them that fear mentality. And the biggest fear is that that one of the biggest fears is that there won't be enough, mm-hmm. right? Either it's not enough now or there won't be enough in the future. Those are the mm-hmm. two biggest fears that I hear people when they come and talk to me about money. Mm-hmm. There's not enough now. I know, I have known people who make hundreds of thousands of dollars a month mm. who still feel like it's not enough right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, and I can understand that. But you know, in some ways, having that fear is what propels you towards being successful. Yes, in, in a lot of ways. ways. So it's just having that balance of not net letting that fear overtake you, which speaks to this idea of emotional health. Yes. Uh, and before you go there, I want to touch on what you just said, because it isn't the fear that's going to make you successful. Like you can take that fear away mm-hmm. and still find that success if you can replace it with what I call why power. Why power. So Right. So your why power, what you just said was that your why power is fear. So if you just shift that why power with like a, a person, an interest, a, a thing, and a, you know, an activity, something that's meaningful to you, if you can find some meaning and replace that fear with meaning, then you can still be as successful. Some people do use that fear or to make them successful. But if you took that fear away and replaced it with meaning, you still have that same drive because you... You want it so bad. The why that you get, you're getting it. The why is what fuels you. Because when willpower fails you, why power will fuel you. Mm. If you just focus on your why. 
Okay. Well, let me ask you this. Oftentimes, I'll talk to clients, younger ones, even middle-aged clients, who are trying to accumulate wealth. And then they hit a stumbling block. And mm-hmm. one of the first things that come out of their mouth is, look, I may not live long anyway. I'm going to spend my money now. They start rationalizing why they can't continue on this track of discipline towards building wealth. How do you address that? So that is going to the emotions where you are about to go. That is an emotion that is, well, forget it. Like, I'm not good at this. Like, all the stories start to come up. Mm -hmm. So they get triggered. That that event triggered them. Because we can have an event, what I call a catastrophic event, and it can propel us forward or it can push us back. Right. And what it sounds like is they had a a catastrophic event and it pushed them back. They reverted back to where it doesn't matter. They gave themselves all of these excuses why they shouldn't do it because of the fear of failure. I don't Mm -hmm. want to fail again, Mm -hmm. whatever that looks like to them. And it's important that they appear a certain way. Right. So I'm going to use an example that's not about money. It's about love. Have you ever known a couple or maybe a woman who is not in a relationship? So she'll say, I don't want no man. I'm good. I don't want no Right? She is not being honest. Mm -hmm. Or you see a couple, they've been together like 14 years Mm -hmm. and no, we're not getting married. No, because I I said I would never get married again, Mm -hmm. right? Because they Mm -hmm. both divorced. So they got, it's like, what does, what does this relationship have to do with the past? Mm -hmm. It shouldn't have anything to do with the past. So the same, that is how I deal with it. When somebody says to me, well, I've never, it don't matter. I'm just going to put my money and spend it as fast as I can because none of this matters anyway so you you can't take it with you it's like wait so you're telling me that if you happen to live to the age of 67 let's just say you don't mind if you, there's no money there when you get there is mm, that hello? what you're telling hello? me? Hello? Yeah. yeah and then it's like well no that's not exactly what I'm saying okay well what are you saying I'll figure that out when I get there mm. okay so are you telling me that you're going to get in your car, you're going to go somewhere, and you're not going to have a plan when you get there. First of all, you're not even going to have a plan of how to get there, mm-hmm. and you think you're going to end up where you were trying to go. Is that what you're telling me? Mm-hmm. So why do you have a GPS? Ooh, that's making it plain. Yeah, that's yes, how you have to do it. Mm-hmm. Because we're not in logic when we're in fear. Mm-hmm. We are in emotions, and when emotions are high, logic is low. Absolutely. So, you know, <laughs> and, and, and it sounds like the fear of failure, but it's also a cousin, a close cousin to FOMA, fear of missing out, which is also a dangerous emotion as well. Can you, can you touch on that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. So there is that fear of failure. Like, oh gosh, if I try it again, it might might not work out or I know how that goes. Right. And then there is the, well, this person just bought a new car. I need to buy a new car too. But what if that person is so stressed out because they can barely pay that car note? You want that stress that goes? You also want their stress? Right. Yeah. You don't know what's going on in their lives. What if that person got an inheritance because their father died? Mm-hmm. Do you want that grief that they have to go with that new car? Know the backstory, and and, and don't <laughs> and and just because one person told you that they purchased a stock that is triple, first of all, it may not be true. You don't know when they purchased the stock, and secondly, it just may not be for you and your risk your risk tolerance. And that's what I feel yeah. like really affects our people a lot because we're new to the investment game, and sometimes we're just reacting to the story and the hype that's put in front of us. Yes, so let's talk about reacting because that, to me, is an investment disaster. If you ever want to, if you want to sabotage your investment plan, just be reactive. Mm. That is, if you want a sound 
well-executed investment plan, respond. Mm. That's the difference. Yeah. React or respond. React. Because respond. they can come to you and they can say, James, I've been looking and some things are happening. What do you think should happen next? And you say, we already baked this into the plan. Mm. We're good. Let's stay right here. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a good response. I'll stay right here. Well, James, the, the market is shifting. Are we missing out on anything? Things are dropping. It's a sale out there. <laughs> should I be buying more? You say, you know, that might be a good idea, Miss Jones. Let's buy you a little bit more of that, right? Okay. That's what I was thinking. Exactly. That's exactly why I called you today. I'm glad you brought that up. Right, right. Then you respond. Mm-hmm. But if you react, oh, uh, James, Mr. Marshall, uh, my friend, he said he put money in this and he just <laughs> you like, okay, okay, right. How much money does your friend invest every month? That's a question. Absolutely. Right? How long did he have this particular investment? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was passed down from to from his father. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's that's mm-hmm. the, the, the picture is right? getting clearer. And yeah. it's funny because the last podcast was on investment frauds. Mm-hmm. And and when you're in this mindset, you are susceptible to people yeah. who are giving you this hype. They're masters of the hype. You know, yes. if you don't know what the product is, you are the product. You know? Yes, exactly. So uh, this really speaks to that ideal of sticking to your gun, but knowing emotionally who you are. What level are right. you as an investor emotionally? How can a yeah. person determine where they are emotionally? So they they may not, and it may take them forever to figure that out, mm-hmm. which is why they have you. Because okay. Well, thank you for that, you. sister. <laughs> <laughs> if they don't take my money mentality quiz, right? If mm-hmm. they just are roaming the world saying, I don't want to trust myself. But I know I'm emotional. I don't have enough insight to tell what I do right and what I do wrong. Insight is not required if you have a really, you know, knowledgeable, wise partner and an advisor to help you. And so if they have you, your job is to say, can I, you're being emotional right now. Remember the plan? Can I take you back to six years ago when we started working together? Mm-hmm. And you said this. Yes. Can I take you back, right? And then you take me back and I'm like, oh, dang. I did say I want to send my daughter to this one college and that college costs $50,000 a year, so I better stick to that. Yeah, and I did say that I want to go mm-hmm. on a vacation every year. And if I do get this car, we probably can't go on our vacation. And I, that's really important to my children mm-hmm. and my husband. Okay, James, you're right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you got to reel them in. Reel them in. So how, yeah, does, right, how right. does a person take your quiz? How do they find your quiz? So my quiz is at presidentiallifestyle.com slash quiz. And a lot of times when I sit, when people hear me, they're like, oh, I want to work with her. I want to work with her. But I'm an investment. So if you are uh, adverse to investing, then... I send you to the quiz first. Like, do something for free first. Like, let us interact for free. Listen to me on this podcast. Listen to me on my podcast. Go to my website. Let's interact for free. Because when you come to talk to me, it's an investment. It's time for real where you're saying, I've made some money and I've made some money mistakes and I don't mm-hmm. want to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. So if you have done that in your life, then, and you're really ready, like, you're like, you know what? Not again. I got to stop doing this. Because maybe you heard the statement, Doing the same thing, expecting a different result is the definition of insanity. Well, I say it's the definition of humanity. We all do it and we don't know how to stop ourselves. Mm. So if you can't stop yourself, you need a guide. You need a guide. And if you call 
a capable guide, then that person can guide you out of that cycle that you've been in. Right. You're not going to be able to do it yourself. And even if you do your do it yourself, a lot of times it takes a catastrophic event. So my boyfriend is always saying, when people, if I close probably 80% of the people I talk to, and, be, and part of that is because they make an investment to talk to me. We, I don't do a free consultation. Okay. So they make an investment to talk to me, and then they decide whether they're going to go further into my program. For the few people that I don't close, my boyfriend says, all right, they'll be calling you back when a catastrophic event happens. <laughs> they'll call you back in another three months. Exactly. Well, one thing I Usually when you get an inkling that it's time for me to do something, that's just a little pebble that yeah. the universe gave you, a God or whoever you believe in, right? It just threw a little pebble like, hey, you better get this money right. And then you're like, yeah, I know, I know, I know. And then they say, okay, here goes a rock. Better get your money right. Oh, okay, yeah, you're right. Ooh, that did hurt. All right, I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. And then it comes a brick. Bow. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, <laughs> I'm going to go get my money right. Let me call Kane. Yeah, you get right. on the phone with Kane. He's like, yeah, I'm not in enough pain. Not, 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 not right now. Big old wall. The whole wall of bricks just comes on oh, you. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I should have mm-hmm. did something a long time ago. Yes, okay, okay. Yes. Where's James? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's right. You know, it's best to deal with sickness when you just feel a tingle on the back of your throat. Right. And then when you got full yeah. out pneumonia. Listen, so I, I have been doing this for 33 years, and I've talked to a lot of uh, professional people and, and gurus and coaches and read books. And what I have found is you can do all of those things, but sometimes you've not cleared your mental blocks. Mm-hmm. Those blocks in your brain that don't allow it all to connect, it just won't make sense. In ending, can you give my listeners some idea how they can clear out, take a bulldozer and clear out those mental blocks so they can receive the information that you're giving them? Yeah, so let's go first and say, let's not talk about clearing them yet because we didn't even identify that we had them. Okay. Really, we didn't. So I want to point out two things. There are conscious mindset things that you can do mm-hmm. and you should do them. But what I'm talking about and what we're talking about here today is your mentality, which is subconscious. Mm. And those are different because those were set in place a long time ago. By the time you were age five or seven, really young, from zero to seven years old, you actually made a decision about money and love and a bunch of other things in life. Mm-hmm. You didn't know you did because you were too young to really know you were doing that. But that, that is the way the brain works. It's like that book, all, all I Need to Know I Learned in Kindergarten. Exactly. Yeah. And it's true. Mm-hmm. All you need to know, you learned at five years old. Here's the thing. Did you interpret it correctly, though? Mm-hmm. No, probably didn't. So you made all these interpretations and now they're playing out in your life because at five years old, you made a decision. I'm going to be like this. I'm not going to be like that. This is going to happen to me. This is not going to happen to me. Mm -hmm. Right. And then after that, you scan the world over to make those things true. And because of the way the brain works, your reticular activating system was able to point them out. Because once we are familiar with something, our brains will make it seem like, you know, you buy something, like let's just say a car, and then all of a sudden it seems like everybody bought that car. <laughs> yes, yes. Right? <laughs> because that's the brain looks for familiar. Mm-hmm. And so from seven to 14 years old, you were just looking for familiar. And you're like, see, I knew that was what was, I see, I knew that, oh, I was right, 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 I was right. right. You're just scanning the world over for evidence. Confirmation. Mm-hmm. And from 14 to 21, you're solidifying that. Now that I know I was right, let me just make this law. 
I did that. I did the research. I was right. And this is law. Mm. And so now it's stuck in your brain, in your subconscious brain. Now, consciously, now after 21, you got all of this advice. You listen to all these podcasts. You hear about, you know, Grant Cardone and Gary Vee and all of these guys out there making hundreds of millions of dollars and buying planes. And you're like, why not me? What does I do wrong? Why why does money not like me? Mm -hmm. Right? Why can't I hold on to money? Or or you have, maybe you said, oh, that's for white men. Black, Mm -hmm. that can't happen for black people. Mm -hmm. Right? Oh, Mm -hmm. that's for people who went to school. I didn't go to school. Right, right. Oh, oh, I went to school, so I got to get a job. You know, that's for the entrepreneurs. Whatever the stories are, you got all these stories running in your head. So the first thing I want you to do is just identify the stories. Just notice them identify the stories that you've been telling yourself and once you identify the stories you don't have to judge them so don't say oh I'm so stupid or how could I have it or don't blame your parents why didn't my parents teach me that (laughs) no time for judgment all we're doing is identifying what are the stories we're sticking to the facts the fact is this is the belief you have now we're going to let go of the truth the truth is your parents could have taught you differently they didn't know differently so they could not taught you differently the truth is that you could have lived in another whole another family the truth Mm. is all of these other possibilities could have happened but those aren't the facts that's the truth two different things we're going to talk about that on our next podcast (laughs) (laughs) that's too deep for right now I'm going to stay a little bit surface so without going down into the depths of the seat i'm gonna stay right here on this on the top and say just identify and don't judge it just notice it and now now that you have that identification in place the next thing you're going to do is set an intention so i'm not asking you to do any work yet you just identify how you were who you have been and then you're going to set an intention where you want to go i want to be wealthy Okay, so how does wealthy feel? It feels like I can buy anything I want, even if I don't buy it. It feels like I have more money in the bank than I actually spend. It feels like, it feels like generous. I can do, I can give for people if I want to. So feel that, find that feeling. Generosity, autonomy, you know, whatever it is that you need. Feel that feeling. Know it, get familiar with it. Because remember, the brain goes towards familiar. Mm. So if you keep talking about the identity stuff, oh, I identify with this. This is who I am. This is who my parents taught me to be. Oh, you save, 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 or spin, 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 whatever it is that you learn. Because your parents told you something, or maybe they didn't tell you anything and you figured it out on your own, whichever mm-hmm. one. And so stop talking about this old story. Just identify it, notice it, and then just put it away. Lock it up, put it away. Okay. Move over to how you you want to feel intention set the intention focus on the intention if you ever spend money and you don't feel that way just make go back to noticing i notice i feel anxious and i spent that money i would like to feel good okay i noticed that right i noticed i went to see james and when i left I felt anxious or I felt bad. I didn't feel exactly, okay, well, maybe you didn't listen to James. Maybe you didn't communicate to James what you really wanted. Maybe you need to have two meetings. Maybe one wasn't enough, right? You got to feel, why, why am I feeling this way? Right. So, so then after you identify the feeling, now you're taming. This, the step that I'm telling you right now is the taming. So I call this the IT formula, I-I-T. You want to tame your brain. And the way you tame your brain is to get to know yourself. You just get really authentic. So when somebody buys a car and then you want a new car too, you have to really check in. Hold on. Do I want a new car? Did I want a new car last week before I saw their new car? Mm. 
you know, do, do, is there anything wrong with my car? Okay. <laughs> yeah. If I buy a new car, am I going to have to roll this old payment into the new car, making my payment higher? Can I handle a new payment? Mm. Do I, yeah, do I want to pay for two cars at the same time? Because that's essentially what you're doing. Okay, I'll just drop the nugget on you if you, if you mm. want to pick it up. <laughs> Um, free free advice. <laughs> exactly. If you have not finished paying off that car and you go trade that car in, they're not going to tell you all we're doing is taking the money you owe, wrapping it into this new loan, and not paying that car off. That's You're right. paying that car off. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's where they make the money. Mm-hmm. So you just have to tame your brain with the facts. But that's the long time repetition way of doing it. You you can use hypnotherapy. I'm putting together something right now where people can buy my program. It's just the video. I mean, just the video and audio parts. And so if you go to my website and you take the quiz, you'll be the first to know when that gets released. It's probably going to be like two months before it's released. Because right now you would have to work with me or one of my trained hypnotherapists, which is a premium service and it is an investment. But not everybody can do that. So I say that you start with the courses, the recordings, the audio, because a lot of times people think that's the end all to be all. You know, the the self-help industry, trillion dollar industry, I believe is the numbers they're throwing out now, because so many people are just selling courses yes and that is not going to be enough that is a starting point that is a springboard to get you to the next level Mm -hmm. start with that but we already talked about some of the ways we do it is getting wise counsel Mm -hmm. so if you don't have an advisor even if you don't choose me or you don't choose james get somebody in your life that you trust that is doing the things that you that go along with your values absolutely right it's enough stuff out there that you can follow and if you find yourself jumping around oh i'm doing this if every time you call james or every time you call your advisor you got a new thing Hmm. oh can we do this oh can we do this can we do this can we do this you're a follower Yes. Yeah. Stop yes. being a follower. Is no. There are no wealthy followers. You cannot follow a trend if you if you're following a trend, you're already behind it and you're already too late. Mm. Don't follow a trend. Mm. You'll have to lead if you want to be an investor. You will have to lead. You have to be in when it's low. By the time you're following, if you are following, just fundamentally the way investment works, that means money went in before yours, yes. right? And if money went in before yours, the price went up supply and demand yes. and that means you're buying high mm-hmm. and what's going to happen when all the money comes in it's going to drop That's so right. it, you know, yeah you're going to be buying high and selling low exactly which the, is exactly the just opposite. the opposite right yeah so stop following the trend if it's on cnn it's msnbc shoot if it's if by the time and let's be honest if it got to the black community it's real old <laughs> Unfortunately, you're so right. Yeah. Yeah. By the time, no, go with what's new. When it's scary, Mm. not when it feels like, oh, it's safe. 17 of my friends already did it. I'm doing it too. Mm. You're too late. Let it go. Go with the new thing that does scare you a little bit. Mm -hmm. Go there. Educate yourself on that new thing. When you and then stick to that. Just know that area really well and stay there. Key thing is know that area. Invest in what you know. If you don't know anything about it, as Warren Buffett says, you have no business investing in it. If you don't know what they do, how they make money, you need to take a hard pass on that. 
Well, and, and I like that philosophy, but I do a little bit disagree, mainly because as an advisor myself, sometimes I would have to go into things so I could see what they were about. And mm-hmm. that's the way that I learned. But so you, you researched it, but you researched it first. No, I wanted to, <laughs> I did not. Oh, you just jumped right in. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> see However, how cold the water I just is. Did a podcast. I just did a podcast about this episode. I want to say it's 140. Um, my boyfriend and I are exactly the opposite. He's like you, James. He's like, research, research, research. He's going to read all the things about it. He's going to go deep. And me, I'm just going to jump right in. And I'm going to say, I didn't like it. But I'm not going <laughs> to jump right in with my whole you know, account. I'm going to take $25 or $100 and see what happens with my $100. Mm-hmm. And that is the way I research. I'm like, oh, okay, I see when I put in $100, this is what happened. And that is what happened. And okay, then I try 1000 you know? And that's just speculative money. And I say you got your 50% safe money, 40% accumulation money, 10% speculative money. Money you're willing to lose. Exactly. So you see what you amount you want to put in there. Start simple. Just dabble a little bit and and just see what happens. Mm -hmm. And then that may be your way of learning because everybody doesn't learn the same way. I don't learn from reading. As brilliant as I am, one of the smartest people you will ever, ever meet. Drop the mic. But when I read stuff, I'm thinking at the same time while right. I'm reading. So I'm not really taking it in. Okay. And I would have to read it three times before. I, and that's just way too much time. By the time I read it three times, I'm probably too late. I'm, uh, now it's in the black community and mm. I done lost my mm. investment, right? <laughs> I understand. Because, yeah, because the money starts where it starts. I want us to be honest with ourselves. The money starts in our community, right? It gets put in our paycheck and then we give it away and we send it to another community. We are consumers. And then that community takes the money and invests it. And I want to say a curse word right there. Mm-hmm. Do you, mm-hmm. no, no, you, no, no, no. Did you hear me though? Mm-hmm. They drop the money in our paycheck. Right. Right. That's what they do. And then we go and we give it back to them. Right. And we say, oh, okay, thank you. Here's your money back. Mm -hmm. And they say, thank you. I'm going to go invest it, make it more, hire some more of you. And I'm going to pay you a little pennies. And then you can give me those pennies back. And I'm going to make those pennies grow into millions of dollars. And I'm going to give you a few more pennies. And the cycle continues. The cycle of wealth. And we have to take some responsibility for that. Amen. We don't have to spend our money. We can invest it. Mm -hmm. But our mentality in our subconscious brain, we are so, so much trying to fill voids. Oh, but I want to have... These people have and we don't. We if we if we just have, but have at the right time. You don't have enough in the bank to mm. have a fifty thousand dollar car. Say it. I call that yeah. se- I call that self hate in a lot of ways. Yeah. We're trying to please people that don't particularly like us. We have and a negative opinion of ourselves. We're still trying to please yeah. them and we have to yeah. please ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. And you going home and you worried. You worry because mm-hmm. I'm gonna pay this car note. This car mm-hmm. note. I had a I had a client really, 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 really early in my career. Her mm-hmm. mortgage was six hundred dollars. She bought a hundred thousand dollar house. Mm-hmm. And can I tell you, she also bought a hundred thousand dollar car. Her mm-hmm. car note was twelve hundred dollars for an appreciating, depreciating <laughs> item. I was so mad to get out of my office. That's what I wanted to <laughs> get out of my office. And she told me. Kine, 
in order for me to rich meet a rich man, I have to look like I'm rich. Uh-uh. No, no. I, I understand that thought process, and it is loud and wrong. <laughs> loud and wrong. But you know what? Yes. Once you know better, you do better. Yes. But that's why I'm giving these examples, because if we don't take the time to really examine ourselves and say... Let me identify the story I just told myself. I just told myself, if I don't look rich, this man is not going to want me. Mm-hmm. It is not about how you look. Mm. It is about who you are. Yes. Because he spent more than five minutes with you. He's going to be able to tell if you're wealthy or not. Right. If he really is. So what I hear you saying is, I'm going to have a lot of bills. So I can date somebody who also has a lot of bills. Mm. So we can both stress each other out with our overspending. Because we both pretended like we had money, but all we really had was a lot of bills. So we could impress people with our image, not our substance. Yeah, exactly. But let me tell you, if, if that man or that woman is looking at dollar signs to say whether you are or aren't the person for them, then you have to decide if that's the type of person you want. Right? Is that the type of friends you want? Is that even the re- re- the reputation you want? Oh, you mm. want the reputation to be the person with a lot of stuff, or you want the person with the substance, like you said. Amen. So I went on a complete tangent, but I wanted to see that because that is our mentality. Our mentality is around impressing others rather than building ourselves, growing ourselves, healing. We have a lot of healing to do in our community. Mm-hmm. And if we're going to become wealthy, we got to get rid of that old programming that we have to show off. You do not have to show off. You don't. A real luxury item is your 401k, your bank account, your IRA. Your net worth, your FICA score, (laughs) these things. Exactly. And I tell you, it all starts with taking that mental mentality quiz. Well, listen, I want to tell you, thank you so much for coming on the show, Kanae. We can talk for about four or five hours. <laughs> and I had to have you back on the show and talk about some more things because you are a wealth of knowledge. Thank you. How'd you get so much knowledge at a young age? What, what happened? This your second life? <laughs> Probably like my 20th. Okay. Because <laughs> you look like you're about 21 years old. Thank you. Yeah, the truth is, I am a lot older than I look. I have a grandson, a granddaughter. Like, I I keep myself young because I don't stress out. Oh, amen to that, sister. Well, thank yes. you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate you asking me, too. All right. That's right. Wow. Excellent food for thought. I hope you guys got as much out of this segment as I did. Well, until next time, keep building wealth. Peace. You have been listening to 100 Wealth Building Secrets with James Marshall. Keep increasing your knowledge by going to marshallyourmoney.com and check out our educational videos, newsletters, and calculators. There you can also sign up for your free copy of his book, 100 Wealth Building Secrets. Like this podcast and follow it on podbean.com. You can also follow us on social media platforms, Facebook, Black Family Wealth, Twitter, James Marshall at Marshall Wealth, Instagram, Marshall Wealth, LinkedIn, James Marshall, and on YouTube, James Marshall Financial Educator. Email your questions or thoughts to james at marshallyourmoney.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, we build wealth one family at a time. Money, I-
know you can. I teach you how to say, don't waste your money, but bank your money, don't spend your end. I teach you how to say, your bank account will be spilling out with them dividends. I teach you how to say, rule number one, if it ain't making money, it ain't making sense.